When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, back together again. And I want to thank everybody for the continued listenership. And if we have any new people, thanks for dropping on by. Hope to, yeah, hope to see a lot more of you around here. <laughs> yeah, we got, um, I got one listener who uh, messaged me on LinkedIn the other day. Who's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was kind, kind of a compliment, kind of a slam. He's like, yeah, I've been listening to the show, and I thought oh. you sounded like a total nerd. I got that one, too. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he said that about you, too? Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry, my – yeah. And be, but then his response, his follow-up was, oh, but I see your picture. You don't look like that much of a nerd after all. So well, there's, a, there's a sunny a silver <laughs> lining some people, here. <laughs> some people feel so entitled to write whatever they want. I mean, shouldn't we be famous? Well, they should be think twice about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Come That's on, funny. man. No, we're I mean, just, we're I did, just real people I, too, I man. Inspired. We're just real people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> honestly. But, but yeah, I get some ballsy messages too. Some I just leave alone and I don't respond. Others, you know, I just can't help myself. And I, I give myself at least 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. Now, um, what's the most, what's the most friendliest way to respond to the most respectful yeah. way possible. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. That's the first sure. thing I, first thing I like to say, it just, it's kind of cool. And it's like, I mean, we, we, we have the podcast and the things we listen to as well. So I get, I get it. Sure. You know, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and just to be clear, if the, I'm sure that he's, you're listening right now who wrote that. I wasn't offended. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a cute little message. So and I, I didn't know quite how to take it, but yeah. I will take it in the spirit in which it was intended, which I think was supposed to be a compliment. There so thanks Very for nice. the thanks for the compliment, man. <laughs> so what's going on with you guys? Anything good in your lives or your careers? Yeah. Anything? Gosh, I feel like summer's here. I got school done. So I'm like. It feels oh, like yeah. summer. Feels like summertime already again. It's kind of nice, you know. Yeah, crazy. Um, it's just uh, waiting for that summer weather. But other than that, it's been it's been great. I got a cool little pitch later on this afternoon that I'm a little nervous about. You know, when you're like oh, really? the first the first art you show to somebody, and they're really they keep emailing, going, "We can't wait." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm, and we're doing it live, so I'm like, I always, I love it. I think if, if you're not a little nervous, you're doing it wrong. You know. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. So that's always a good indicator. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The yeah. moment you're not, you need to make a shift. Oh, exactly. And or <laughs> take or take a risk with something. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I even did the funniest thing. It was about an hour before we started um, recording today, and I was like, "What can I do? I got to get productive. I just want to make sure I take advantage of the time." I did like one final concept and added it to the pitch. Just because I was still feeling nervous. <laughs> oh, I know what that's you know? like. I know yeah. what I know what that's like. Yeah, you probably just didn't can't need help to. it. Otherwise, you'll keep spinning on it. You'll just be satisfied if you just add that one last thing that was on your mind that occurred. Yeah, to you. and like how and yeah. how many times do we say like you know oh limit it to like I I had it at three, two I'm sorry two concepts. That's basically was it. But I was like sitting there going like, oh, I think they're going to want a third. So I like I came up with one. And it's actually my favorite. So we'll see. Oh, it always yeah. works that way. I know. It's I know. It's so weird. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's funny it's how we, I, I, I do still get that too. Like whenever I'm about to, you know, present something, I'm always a little like, even if I feel really good about it. Yeah. There's still always that piece of me yeah. that's just left over that, uh, like, what if they don't like it? I know. I, like I know. It. I know. I know. Yeah. But that's always a good indicator too. That's similar to what we were just talking about. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. 
and uh, and they've just been so nice. They're like they're like the coolest people. So of course, I think you just go sometimes that that extra mile, you know, or that sure. extra. Should we say that extra comp? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you guys? What's it. going on? Oh. Just busy with a new launch. I'm uh, coming out with next week, like a new course I'm coming out with. So that's been. Uh, Eating up a lot of my time these past few months, but oh, it's finally good, ready to to go out next week. So awesome, exciting! Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, Nick. Yeah, I heard. So I forgot to tell you this. Uh, heard from a guy named Michael Bruni Groth. Okay. Who uh, basically he is the one who owns or came up with Logo Package Express that we talked oh, about. Yeah. In the last episode, he lives like a block from me in Holy Chicago. Crap. Oh my I, gosh! What are the? Oh yeah. wow! I just assumed yeah. it was like a. UK guy or something. I don't know why, but oh, that's so weird. How funny. Yeah. Did he hear about He's it? He's called me a few times. I haven't gotten back with him yet, but possibility to have him on the show to talk about something to do with, uh, you know, packaging up logos or something. Oh, we'll, that's we'll great. Something out. But if there's a good topic we could have him on for, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely bring that did, to the show. Did he, did he hopefully hear about the episode? Yeah. Oh, good. That's, that's cool. why he reached out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Wow! Look at our little. The he literally little... lives in a huge building that's like right outside my door. Oh my so god! It's funny. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That's just yeah. small world stuff. Small, Very cool. Small, small world. So before we get on with the show, let's talk about our friends over at Skillshare. Um, I love Skillshare. It's the best way to keep our skills sharp as designers, as creative business people. Because a lot, I think a lot of you guys listening to the show are running your own show and freelancing and all that all that good stuff and skillshare is there to basically be your little uh you know the the genie i guess that grants all your i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but they they're there for you to keep your skills sharp mm-hmm. and to um to keep learning new things and make sure you're always on top of your game so you can take classes in uh graphic design photography ui ux design freelancing, all that kind of stuff that's going to make your business run, you name it, they've got it. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job or figuring out your next side hustle or pursuing a longtime passion, Skillshare has classes for you. So um, I've been taking a few classes in uh, Elementor Pro, which is one of my passions right now. I'm just trying to get as much out of that as possible. Nice, And I just love it. It's Everything in one place, experts teaching stuff. It's not just, you know, that kid in his basement on YouTube. So uh, (laughs) join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash deep end. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash deep end. To start your two months now. That's skillshare.com slash deep end. All right. So if you recall, a few episodes back, we had an episode about, you know, all about how to onboard a client successfully when you're starting a new project. So yeah. got me thinking, <laughs> what what about the other side of that? You know, we talked about how to get a, a new client in the door. How do you seamlessly wrap up a project in a way that everyone's on the same page mm-hmm. uh, to where you're either opening up the door for more business to come or you're kind of effectively closing the door, um, not forever, but in a way that doesn't invite extra scope creep. Yeah. Uh, so lingering, basically that lingering project. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, so this is going to be all about client offboarding or at least client transitioning to the next phase. So um, the reason I got to thinking about this is because it's a, it's a huge blind spot for me and my business. I'll be honest with you guys. So I always feel like I do great work with my clients and they we always get along great. But then I feel like there's so many times where a project is wrapped up mm-hmm. and all of a sudden at the very end, it feels like everything's just been like a whole, like a wet blanket has been put over the whole thing. Um, and what I mean by that is I'll be done. Then it's th- the point where they're coming back for all that little minutia because they don't know that it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get a little forceful at that point and say, no, 
we're done. If you want anything else, I don't say it like in a mean way, but it's basically sometimes I just have to put my foot down and say, no, anything further from here is considered out of scope. So I'm doing this episode, I think, a little cathartically today because I want to work it out. Um, what that process needs to look like to make my clients really understand that this project is done and now we're opening up the door to a phase two possibly or a parting of ways, you know, because scope creep can just eat your business alive, right? Do you guys, let, let me put it to you again, you guys then, do you have any kind of processes in place or anything that, um, you know, makes it very crystal clear when you're done with it. Yeah, project. I know. I'm glad. I'm, it's funny when we, I was looking into this and I was, I asked that same question. I'm like, I don't have a practice that I feel really does that. And cause you're right. It does change so much. And I think there needs to be more like an, an official kind of like the, this project or this, th- this, this thing is done. Anything else from this point on is different and it needs a whole new kind of discussion or contract or whatever it is. Scope. Yeah. yeah. You know, because a distinct kickoff or whatever. Yeah. And we're and you're different with every client because let's face it, our relationships with each client are different too, right? So how mm-hmm. we some comf- some might be really comfortable and there's no problem at all. And then others might kind of it might kind of linger. So I'm I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because I think we can brainstorm some good ideas too on what to do when that mm-hmm. happens. Because you're right, I think it's not like you're saying stop, never talk to you again. It's more like, for me, I think it's more like, okay, this project, this agreement, this thing that we are, we are, we spent all this time on is now officially done and closed. Like I just like anybody else would close a case or do something. We got to kind of do the same thing for each one. It's like a chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know, Mikkel, do you have anything? Have you ever thought of it that way? No, you know, it's funny. I always, and this began years ago. I would, I made an internal goal for myself to always follow up with, you know, making a request, even though it's the, it, it it's the worst question to ask, in my opinion. Can, would you mind taking the time to write a recommendation on LinkedIn for me? Oh, that yeah. This has come to a close and I would really love the opportunity to work with you again, blah, blah, blah. Without it sounding templatized. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, auto, autopilot that I, this is what I say to everybody in closing, because there are some really neat, unique connections that you can make throughout projects. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm so inactive on LinkedIn and it's something that I need to correct. And that's one, one way to really give it a good jump start is by getting others to, you know, promote you as best they can. And, you know, genuinely, you know, because if it was a really great project and there's a really good rapport going, they will be happy to. It's so easy to preach this stuff, though. I admit it, and not do it yourself. Like we need to be taking these steps, mm -hmm. truly. And that starts the conversation. That, like, yeah, recommendation comes after all is said and done, right? So it's kind of like it might be like a sub a subliminal offboarding. Not not recommended, but I think it starts the conversation. At least that makes puts you in the right frame of mind, right? Right. Yeah. So you're saying once you ask for that recommendation to you, that's kind of like, it's a, like, like a subtle hint of like, okay, now we're exactly. done. Yep. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, And you can do that with something really positive. I know that I've said this before without sounding like an annoying cheerleader, but like, it has been so great. I've really enjoyed this, mm-hmm. you know, and then getting yeah. specific about a phase in in particular that you really gained yeah. some understanding and you really felt things started to flow so that they're aware of that too. Yeah. Um and it get, it gives them encouragement to reach out ongoing, you know, and or just another single time again yeah. when you take time to notice things about yeah. the project and relationship as a whole. Mm. Yeah. Are we taking this too lightly or should it be like a little more firm? <laughs> what do you th- what do you think yeah. Wes? because it's like yeah I th- I th- well i think that that well i think that's how i do it too i mean not so much with asking for a review mm-hmm. but um yeah i think mm-hmm. i leave it a little open-ended and loosey-goosey too which is what i was saying yeah um what i think what i want my goal for this episode today like by the time we're done i want to have a more um clear-cut way of ending a project so and i think what that means is 
there's there's two different doors you can go through, right? So the end of a project can either segue into the next phase, which would mean, I think what that would mean is having some kind of a prepackaged yes. um, ongoing service offering that you can then you know, pitch to your client. Like for me, if I'm doing a website and we're done, uh, and usually what I do when I'm in that end phase, when it goes live, there's a 30-day warranty period from there. Here's my first mistake though. I'm very, I don't ever make it super clear when that starts yeah. and um, finishes. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I, I need to be much better like within Basecamp say, okay, we've launched today. We, there's now a 30 day warranty from here. And, you know, in, in that 30 days, we'll fix any bugs, anything that breaks. Um, by the way, we won't make content changes and, and just edits that's not what the warranty is about you know any yeah any content changes or edits that is out of scope because all that stuff has already been signed off on but starting today we have the warranty and this day in the future is the cutoff that needs to be mm-hmm. said very specifically in mm-hmm. writing in base camp i think mm-hmm. which i don't do um mm-hmm. and then what i would want to do is have some kind of a that ongoing piece you know whether it's uh, you know, a backlinking campaign for SEO every month that I would outsource. I wouldn't do it myself. Um, you know, or any kind of service offering that that you're comfortable offering. You know, if you're a de- if you're a more of a designer, uh, maybe it's a package of five hours a month that you'll work on any kind of design work for them, and that's set it like a, it's a build monthly. Sure. Right. Something like that, where not everyone's going to take you up on this, but just the fact that you bring it up and try and sell it or pitch it to your client and say, we're done now. But if you want to keep going, I've got this thing that you can opt in for if you want. Um, Even if they don't do it, what that effectively does, if they say no, that effectively basically says, "Okay, now there's no more work to be done. Right. Yeah. Because you're saying clear cutly that. I'm going to be charging for anything going forward. Do you want in or no? Yeah. So then they can't really say, no, I don't want that. But how about you do this other stuff for me for free on an ongoing yeah. basis? <laughs> yeah. Right. Which wouldn't fly. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of smart just to kind of have that package um, where they opt in or out for, and then they know there's really nothing else to ask for if they don't opt in for it. Yeah. I think you nailed it at the beginning by saying like the phases. And I think if there's one thing maybe I'm doing that is helping me not have this problem so much is that we talk in, in phases in the first phase, I give them like the whole scope of services of what we could possibly do. And sometimes that could be a little overwhelming to like a new client. So they want to bundle them. And when we do them in one and two and maybe possibly three phases, that maybe helps automatically put them in buckets where when you're, you know, deposit paid, work done, delivered, and then re- remaining payment due and, 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 uh, and received, that feels like a good enough little you know, bundle that we're secure and good. And they know that anything above and beyond that is obviously going to open up a, a, new, a new invoice, right? Based on, yeah. let's say, even like I have one thing that keeps coming back even three or four weeks later, and they're finding some new ingredient change or list. And I'm like, well, each time they're doing that, they know that it has more charges involved because we're, we've been done for over a month and a half. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The phases things is a good way to maybe start, you know, the process and think, think that way in, in advance, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's in, just in, a writing, matter of, in writing, yeah. obviously, you know, in your yeah. agreement. Yeah. As long as everyone knows that everyone's on the same page of, what's included and what's not from here on out. Cause I just wrapped up with the client. Um, you know, I can't say the project went badly. Uh-huh. We never got along very well. It was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I think I've brought this up on the show before. He was oh, always yeah. just yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like he was always just kind of like, uh, <laughs> like, like he, he never, he never once said anything positive the entire time. Like almost every client, even if we have issues, Multi, you know, throughout the process, like, oh my God, I, I'm loving the look of this. It looks great or blah, blah, blah. He like, when I presented the whole site, he's like, 
Okay. Wow. Approved. Like it was just like no compl no not that I need the compliments. I'm not not <laughs> saying that, but it's just, it's just weird to like have someone who just never gives you anything, you know. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, when we were done and the site went live, he kept kind of coming back with all these little, you know, I told him, okay, we're now done and you haven't given me all the content we need. Like he was making these testimonial videos, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I gave him, I delivered the site, we went live with it. And then I gave him the, the tutorials, the video tutorials on how he, what he needs to do to go in and just add the videos. You know, it's literally just going into Elementor and typing in the code. Oh, cool. He had all that. He chose not to ever look at any of that. So all these things that when, when I deliver a website, the whole point of it is that you can control it yourself after that. I don't have to, you don't have to keep paying me to yes. go in and make all it's the changes. An, it's an advantage. He didn't want to watch any of those videos. So whenever there was like one line of one word he wanted changed, he would just like call, not even base camp me or text me. Like he would call me and tell me that I'm like, Hmm. no, we're done. Like, I can't keep doing this for you forever. I'm sorry. How did you say that? How did you say that? I, 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 first of all, I never like texted him back because I don't want that kind of communication with clients. That's just how Good. I want to, I want to keep things all in base camp. And I just base camped him and said, um, you know, I've already, we're, we're done with, with the content portion now. If you have any bugs or anything like that that needs to be fixed, I'll, I will do that for the next two weeks. But any kind of content stuff, this you know, I, I've delivered the the tutorials, so you know how to do it. Um, I would, and I would just kind of direct him there. It didn't feel good doing that. Like, of course, I would rather just do it and be a, a team player. The sure. problem being, I don't want to. Um, I don't want this happening over and over and over again, which is what would happen. You know, like if you give an inch, they take a mile, that old, yes. that old adage, you know? So at a certain point, you do just have to be a little more forceful and say, you know, this is how we're going to handle this going forward. And the point is, I think he probably has a really bad taste in his mouth over me because of that, mm -hmm. which I don't oh. think is fair. No. But that's the no. point. Like these things need to be much, much better communicated up front. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of proving that why you need to maybe throw a little more attention into this offboarding yeah. topic because of even, you know, even with some of the best clients and let alone someone maybe who's not as vocal like this guy, it it needs to be there in, in every way. And I think it's one of those missing things that maybe we're not doing too much for our own business. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind's spinning thinking of all the little things I'm going to start doing now to make sure it's much more clear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Clarity is key here. So um, I'm going to do the same. I'm just, I really want to make sure that people know when those cutoff times are. And the other yeah. thing that I want to start doing, and I've, I've done this in a really soft way and mm -hmm. I've always done it too late. And it, when it happens too late, it comes across as, kind of like assholey on my part and I'll explain uh -huh. what happens. So, um, no, I mean, and I don't say it in an assholey way, but no, I, know. I think if I were, <laughs> if I were to tell this before it came up, I think it would go over a lot better. And this is what I'm talking about. So when I'm done with a, with a WordPress website, what I can't do, it would just throw a total wrench into my business and I would my productivity to do all these little tiny, um, WordPress tasks for all my old clients all the time, mm -hmm. even if I'm charging for them. The last thing I really want to do is um, stop what I'm doing and go just do a quick little thing and charge like, you know, for, for 15 minutes of work. So what I want to do is um, transition those clients away from the deep end and onto, because there's so many service providers out there that specialize in small WordPress tasks. Okay. And by that, we mean changing a color, changing a button, changing some text, doing those little tiny things. Nice. So what I want to do when I finish up a project is say, okay, um, hey, David, so we're done here. Uh, what I want to do now is direct you to this company that we partner with. So if you ever, if you have any of these little tasks that need to be done, uh, they will charge you a monthly fee 
and you can do unlimited tasks or you can just pay them per task. Having said that, if you ever need a new page or you need something that's more than a small task, you know, something that's that requires, you know, if you need a new landing page or anything that requires that strategy, um, by all means, come back to me. I want to work with you on yeah. that stuff. But we can't we can't really take on the small tasks because it just ruins our productivity. We're a small, you know, we're a small company. Well, so, yeah, it, it kind of defines where the work should go now. And it puts you a little yeah. higher too, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the yeah, problem has been that I, I don't say that to them until they come <laughs> to me with that task. Oh, so and then it sounds a little well, bitchier, yeah. right? Now you got to be a little uh, more proactive. So and, you just need to yeah. time it. You just need to, yeah. Yeah. And that's a quick fix. That's yeah. totally doable. Have yeah. you heard? I think it's just heard? a, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, man. Finish it. Oh, I was saying, I, I think it's just as simple as having like a, you know, how I have my base camp uh, template project yeah. thing in there, yeah. like all the different things. All it would take is just one to do, like one wrap up email that I would, and then I would just kind of, once the project wraps up, I post it on base camp as a really nicely worded and I'll customize it to the client a little bit, but it'll say all those things. It'll say, okay, so here we've got, we've, st- we've the site's gone live. And we have until, you know, say June 30th for all the bugs to be fixed. And then beyond that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transition you over to this partner company and I'll just explain all that, you know, and it's just, it's all pre-written out for every single client. So there's no hurt feelings yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. Have you heard of this, like the, the kind of the end package, like it's, you know, you have your intro packet that you kind of work with a new client on and it has everything selling you how Mm -hmm. it's going to be contract and agreement whatever but when i was looking at some research on this there are these packets that you can do that are also the the end of a end of a project uh packet that kind of closes it that you can give at the very end maybe one of the things you can include in there is this transition thing with some recommendations and links to those services that you were talking about that you would you know what I mean? And they have like, yeah. what's kind of cool is that they, and I love this idea because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking how to increase the, the ending of a project, obviously, because what we're talking about, but what this packet would be is it would actually have all of the information to the client where they can log into and where they can, how they download the final assets, let's call it. Maybe there's like a little mm-hmm. cheat sheet in there that kind of shows the relevant details of what you've done and like the little style guide or little guidelines kind of sheet. Um, there's also the how to's. So like for all those little things that you were saying, Wes, that maybe they can get into and change Mm -hmm. it's in there. And then there's the encouragement to come back. So maybe at the very end is the phase two would naturally be blank, blank, blank. We'd be more than happy to talk about that as additional services. And then the Mm -hmm. last thing you can put in there is that, you know, for smaller, uh, more things that are monthly, we offer, connections to these services and you can put them right in there as well. Yeah. You know, That's like smart. it, it kind of makes it like a nice, um, I feel like it's almost like the same as getting a thank you note or like, you know what I mean? Like, um, or a follow up to a good meeting, like giving them this thing at the end really makes it official. And then I don't think you feel like too much of an ass in any way. You're almost like being super polite and get, answering all these questions before they even ask it. You know, mm, right, right. That could be kind of an interesting yeah. way to do it. I think that's great. I think I'm inspired to do that now. Just write that all like out. That. Yeah, and, um, include yeah, all the take links. Take the time to write it once because you, you exactly. Really can, it, yeah, you knew what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love we love anything you can do and reuse it over and over again as a template. You can repurpose <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't revisit it and you know, spe- you know, make it more specific to that particular account. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's so worth it to take that initial time and and make the effort. Yeah. It probably yeah. would help too. I think a lot of times I find where months go by, weeks go by and another person at that client business gets your email because you are the contact or whatever. And they say, Hey, I need this one file, whatever this. And what's nice is maybe yeah. that packet could be something you can just send them right back with all the access yeah. and clickable links and yes. end of story, happy client, you know? Yeah. Cause I no, hate it's... that feeling when you're like, Oh my God, do I have to get that all over again? And 
get it out of my server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. God. Yeah, dang. No, and it's there's something that's so. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just some, something that's so kind of deflating and kind of just, uh, like I say, grinds everything to a halt when you have to go back and revisit all these old projects for just like 10 minutes at a time. You know, it's just very, um, not a good use of time. So yeah, the more you can kind of keep everything in one place for them, uh, the better. Yeah. Would you say, would you guys think too, it'd be smart too. I think most of us want, um, continue like continuation with that client. Let's say it's a new one. So obviously mm-hmm. they're, they're going through your process for the first time. I would obviously want that, that goodbye or that kind of next stage packet or closing packet to be much more open-ended, open-ended at the end. So it's not so much of a goodbye. It's more of a like, Hey, what's next? You know, unless, yeah. is there anything yeah. that's, is there anything that would be- without, Without sounding assumptive that mm-hmm. they know they know for sure they want to utilize your services again, sometimes that can come across a little bit sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're upselling, like kind of slimy, you mean? Yes. Yes. But yeah, also I think it just depends how you bring it up, you know? Yeah. But oh for sure. It's all in the approach. But that cracks yeah. me up because then it's like, how many times have you gone through a long process with a new client? They're loving everything, you deliver everything, and maybe you've done the whole branding and and some kind of a, you know creative package for them and then they'll a month later they'll email you and be like do you know anybody that does trade show banners and you're like really <laughs> like <laughs> you know like you don't think i did i not communicate that too well so like <clears throat> i think it's smart to like just have maybe you know possible things that are in your wheelhouse that could be the next step just in case you know trade shows uh brochures and print materials um whatever it is t-shirt and apparel promotional items whatever you do it would be smart mm-hmm. to kind of maybe this is the the really cool and polite way to pop it in there without being so salesy with like a an email blast or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's more personal. Yeah, I think that would be a great part of that exit packet. Would just be like a saying in like a bullet list of other things you specialize in. Yep. So you're not really selling. You're just saying, and if you ever need any of these things in the future, I'd love to work right. with you again. It's yeah. More informative than anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Like a great example of it too is like I noticed too when you order something from Amazon, the company now, and I was looking into this because some friends of mine and I were thinking of selling some stuff on Amazon and making the shop. And one of the big things they were saying to to uh, increase your your client, you know, or customer satisfaction and all that is you get this email from them that's like, hey, it's a follow up. How's everything? Did the product arrive okay? You have any, you know, had frequently asked questions, um, additional SKUs that might work with it. Like, I kind of think that's kind of, sometimes that's really impressive when you get that, you know? Me too. Me too. Because it does personalize and it's super professional Mm -hmm. and and it's very approachable. And it feels, and it turned a very, you know, um, computer click and and send uh, process a little more personal, which is always good, you know? Um, I think sure. that's their main goal with something like that. I mean, like you're not even talking to anybody anymore when you're ordering something. It just arrives right. on your doorstep the next day. So right. I think the more you can add a little bit of this at the, you know, in this thing. The other thing it was saying, which I thought was cool too, is including, you know, uh, the frequently asked questions area. Like what are the most common things people do ask, you know, after a job is done? Um, you know, how do I fire up a new job? Maybe you have a link to a new project um, thing on your base camp or something where it's like new project inquiry, you know, so you make it mm-hmm. really simple for them to just click on that and say, hey, Mikel, I have another brief for you. And here it is, you know, mm-hmm. so that could be something I think maybe this would be a good follow up and see like what we've all done with our little uh, next step packet yeah. <laughs> or whatever we want to call exactly. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to call it a, good, a goodbye one. That would be okay. weird. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't goodbye. It's only I'm never going to see you again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. It's my business. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Things not to say to clients ever. Yeah. Don't but, uh, say that. <laughs> yeah. But I think the other good thing, um, in addition to having that good, like the exit packet. I think uh-huh. it's always a good idea to have that exit interview, the exit call as well. Like oh, make it good. more personal. Yeah. 
Cause I, I don't know about. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Cause I, for me in my process, I don't know if you guys do this necessarily, but I have a weekly sync call with all my clients when, when we're going through it, you know? And I think what I, I, I want to make it that last call very clear, like label it somehow. This is our like, um, exit call or however we would, yeah. whatever verbiage recap, I would recap. use to Recap. recap call would be great. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. steps mm-hmm. call, something like that. So that they You're, know yeah. that this is the last one, unless yes. we, yeah. you know, decide to, to keep going in a different capacity. Um, but that way, because I think the, the, the main point I want to make here with this episode is that line does have to be clearly delineated between um, what's still included in this project and when the door closes on. Doesn't mean it closes right. on the right. relationship but it closes on that no. project. True. Yeah. So, I could, I could also say too, and I bet you guys have one, like I'm just thinking of one client that I have, I have kind of gone off the rails with because I didn't take the time to do this. And I don't know if maybe they're not the most savvy person or do this a lot with other vendors. So they become this, like they drop a very vague email, like, Hey, on this, can you do that and make this and change that and whatever? Great. Thanks. Bye. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not the way you submit something. And also, too, that's not part of what we're currently working on, which was part of a, a package or a, a phase, you know? And yeah. sometimes, sometimes, to be honest, you know, you just don't want to be that. You're like, oh, God, maybe I'll just do it and get them off my, you know, my back for a second. But then the next one comes four days later and it keeps going. So yeah. I think maybe we can all look at those examples that, of where we have kind of let it lax a little bit and like, all the more reason why something like this would be really good to do and refocus on what you give them at the intro as well. You know, so they're in sync and there's some, there's some correlation between what you give them at the beginning and what you're giving them kind of at the end, but keep it end of project, not end of relationship, you know? Exactly. Gosh. And what makes this all even more complicated is, I don't know, have you guys ever had, I'm sure you have where you're working with someone and then before, like almost right before you're done, either that person gets let go or oh, yeah. they leave. And now you're oh, dealing with the gosh. other person who was never kind it of in on. Happened to me. It yes. It's the yes. worst, isn't it? And nobody steps in. I know. Yeah, and like, nobody steps in. Yeah. And it's almost like, uh, it's this big, oh, vendors don't matter type of thing that pisses me off. Yeah, mm. I know. I, I it, it it shows you the true signs that no one is even like being proactive in saying, "Whoa, we had all this stuff happening. This person might be gone, but things still have to continue, right?" It's not like because that person's gone, they don't need that project anymore. But God, that happens. Yeah. That's happened a few times with me, and it's like, yeah, it does kind of freak you. And you, hey, but then it's like, it's your your choice. Do you? How much is left? you know, are you still going to be making a lot of money off of this thing? So if you have to play project manager for a day or two, maybe it's worth doing and get, getting it back on track. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Depends on if <laughs> maybe you were looking for a way on, out anyways. <laughs> yeah. It depends on how it's going, but I had one uh, client. I feel like it's like two years ago at this point. It's, it's been a while, but um, I worked with her and I, I, I loved her. She was like one of my favorite clients. We got along so well. Mm-hmm. And then, the whole project wrapped up and it was fine. But then we had an ongoing SEO piece that we were doing every month. And we had originally agreed to one kind of SEO work, which was going to be making a set number of new landing pages every month. And then her and I said, actually, this makes more sense to just focus on backlinking because we can't just make all these new pages without links to them. And we're going to, this will be phase one. So we, so we keep going. And then she, I, I don't know. I don't know if she quit or was let go or whatever happened, but so then all of a sudden her boss is like kind of calling me, you know, getting in touch with me um, to ask me what's going on with everything. And I'm telling him like, okay, this is what we're doing. He's like, Oh no, that's not what we agreed on. We agreed on these landing pages every month. I'm like, no, me and, you know, let's say Mary decided on this other course of action you were not mm-hmm. part of these meetings. So, and he was just, he was getting very like upset with yeah. me, like acting like yeah. I was not doing my job where like, no, you're, Back. you're, your employee who is um, 
the point, my point person signed off on this. So sorry. Yeah. But somehow I'm still the bad guy (laughs) in all this because like, yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't a good situation after that, but, um, yeah, he, I, he just kind of pulled the plug on the whole, the whole recurring revenue piece right there. Um, which is fine. Kind, didn't really kind of unfair it. for them to even blame, even if it goes, if they canceled it, to blame you is so wrong. If you've got it on your, if you, you know, I, I've had that time many times where I'm like, oh, you, do you want to see the contract that was done a year ago when we first started this? You know, it's like, well, it's that's all a mistake I made. We never really like made a, a contract of oh, any kind. Gotcha. Like, okay. And he, he was asking me, he's like, I want to see the copy of that contract. And I'm like, well, oh, we didn't really sucks. make one. This was just a month to month thing. So, okay. you know, yeah, there was never even any kind of a contract, but I think in his mind, I just went rogue when that's not what happened at all. Like we talked, I talked about it with, let's call her Mary and she yeah. agreed to the plan. So I think you know, she's anyway, we're going with, off the rails here. Though. I think that's she's not... best friends with Peggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're always, no, Mary, they're always Mary together. Mary was, was my girl. I liked her. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> they always they always have lunch together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just imagining this this fictitious yeah. place that looks like the office with all these characters we're making up. <laughs> they're always sitting yeah. out together at lunch and whispering. What the hell are they talking yeah. about? <laughs> no one oh, knows. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, anything else you guys want to add to this conversation before we get to the listener question? I wonder if it'd be kind of interesting to know if uh, if, a, if a listener or two have some good, maybe some good tips to share. We'll put a post on Deeply Graphic on our Instagram about this, and maybe that'd be a yeah. great place for everybody to share some tips on what to um, what to do. Like, what what else can we do to to make this a smoother process? Or just um, share you know, a story of, uh, you know, of, of something similar Yeah, that mm-hmm. has happened. You guys, I'll be right back. No worries. Okay. Absolutely. While you're doing that, Mikkel, I'm going to heap some praise on FreshBooks. FreshBooks yeah. is, they make it ridiculously easy to, uh, to bill your clients and to look like a pro when you do it. Cause we're designers and business owners. We are not accountants guys. So, uh-uh. uh, they take that burden right off your plate so you don't have to worry about it. All you got to do is you upload your logo, you add your clients, you put in your colors. They kick out these really nice looking invoices. They send them. They send out the uh, the late payment reminders. So if they don't pay right away or they miss the deadline, FreshBooks gets in touch with them in, in a really nice, polite fashion. Mm-hmm. So you can still be the good cop and they're the bad cop. So uh but they're so nice over there. They're not even that bad. So it's the best version of a bad cop <laughs> you could ever have, right? That is so true, dude. They're dealing with their clients. And they've got uh, – you can create and really and send these really professional-looking invoices in under 30 seconds. It's that easy. So um, and they, they've got a new projects feature where you can share files and messages with your clients and your contractors or employees if you have them. So everything happens really quickly when all your conversations live in one place. Um, they've got – uh, the notification centers, like your personal assistant. So you always know what's changed in your business since the yeah. last time you logged in and what needs to be dealt with ASAP, like those overdue invoices. So yeah, it's a nice little dashboard. Tells you, everything I, you, know, you know, I was just going to say that dashboard has changed my whole perception of like, I want to click on it to see and get a, a glimpse of everything. Whereas I think prior to using it, the numbers are all over the place and you never want to check things. And I know a lot of young creators, uh, creatives kind of aren't doing this right now and you've got to be on top of it. And just by looking at that and seeing what's owed to you or what's late, man, it's the best tool I think for sure. Yeah. Why aren't you? Know, you if you're running it? a business, like you gotta, you gotta think about the business part. It's not just all yeah. the, just the fun design stuff. It's, you know, getting money in so you can put money out. Right. So exactly. And their support is amazing. Uh, they always answer the phone in under three rings or less, a live person. So we've worked out a deal, 30 days, unrestricted free trial, uh, just for our listeners. So you're going to go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the, how did you hear about a section? Once again, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the, how did you hear about a section? All right, so we have an audio question from Rachel Shank. Let's go ahead and take a listen. 
Hey guys, this is Rachel in Cincinnati, Ohio. I've called in a couple times and I actually just want to tell your listeners, if you can allow a little commercial for you here, <laughs> that you guys, your po- I listen to lots of podcasts, a couple of design pos- podcasts specifically, and you guys, I like your podcast because if anybody out there who is just new to them, they go through each of the programs, like they'll have different apps episodes and things where they go walk through their processes and their workflows and the apps that they use. And they go through and really are specific about how they use everything within their workflow and processes. And a lot of podcasts don't do that. So thank you guys for doing that. It's so helpful. My question today is I have a very big uh, folder, basically, that I need to try to categorize. It's, It's basically clip art. I mean, not clip art, obviously, but you know, back back throwback from the eighties, but it's a it's a folder of a lot of different pieces that I've gotten over the years, things that I've made, things that I've purchased, things that I just you know for patterns or backgrounds or different little you know nuances here and there that I can put into my designs. And I need a way to categorize it effectively. I currently use Adobe Bridge and I hate it. I have hated it from the very beginning. I've tried all different kinds of ways to use it. I've tried using the collections. I've tried to use smart folders. And it's just, I don't know if it's better for photography and I'm just using it for, you know, graphics and things like that. But I need a solid library where I can search for the things that I know that I have that I want to pull into certain designs. So I'm wondering if you guys have anything like that that you guys use on a regular basis or any way that you categorize your graphics and clip arts and things that you tend to put into your designs. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Rachel. And thanks for the little, uh, the the nice words at the beginning there. That's really cool. Um, So yeah. So Nick, do you have any, because here's the thing. I'm really bad at this i'm probably i don't even use bridge um rachel mentioned she hates that so yeah other than just kind of naming the files descriptively what would you do how would you how would you organize those files so that they're always at the ready and you can find what you need i shoot for like very specific folders and then subfolders and i think just to give you an example i just opened up like my i keep it all on dropbox not only is it because I can access it now anywhere uh, from any computer I'm using, but I can also send a direct link to somebody if someone needs it that's working on something mm-hmm. with me. So beauty of Dropbox, you know, is like it doesn't even have to be on my computer. I could just be get that link, send it to someone, and they can access it. So I my folders are kind of like borders, icons, bullets, textures, line art, fonts, patterns, brushes, and then maybe inside those I get a little more specific, but um, I think it's smart to just start a folder, get the directory of based on your needs and the things that maybe you kind of tend to collect and don't do it overnight. Like I don't think if you can spend five hours on it, you know, great. But I kind of just set the the tone and now I'm being very proactive. And every time I do access something or get something new, I make sure I title it something. So the folder it's in has a name that's searchable. That's always totally (laughs) number one priority and then making sure you have it somewhere that you can access it anywhere. Um, But I know what you're, I, I I get that. Like I, I think before I did this, they were all over the place, desktop, trash downloads, right? (laughs) Downloads is like probably my biggest folder right now. It's ridiculous. When I download everything from there, like I have a Shutterstock subscription. So I download all those things. I do get screenshots screenshots are all on my desktop. It's a nightmare. And then the downloads is full of all the Shutterstock stuff. But um, yeah, I wish that like within Shutterstock, I wish they would like name the files or the files would be tagged somehow. Can you, I'm such an idiot. Like, can you even, can you tag files? I'm sure you can, right? Yeah. So you can search on the tags. Yeah. You basically in, you know, if you have like something selected, you can go into view and you can give it, you can give it a color thing. You can, you know, assign it a certain color that based on you, it's, that means icons, that means bullets or whatever it is. That's one way to do it. I just find search is the, is on everything I'm going to technically use. So might Mm -hmm. as well just make sure you're naming these things a lot better. One thing I do is like, yeah, with Shutterstock, when I download something, you know, it comes with the code. So I keep the code in it, but then what I'll do is I'll add maybe, you know, if it's pairs, I'll put, you know, uh, slice pairs on it or something like that, just so it's easily found. 
and I take it out yeah. of download immediately and put it in that Shutterstock folder. So everything I've purchased. Well, I, I have a whole sliced pears folder, like it's massive. So I would probably <laughs> just put it in there. Damn, man. Now, now, <laughs> now I, sh- I shouldn't have had to buy any. I should have just come to yeah. you. But I, should I, have, I, uh, I mean, I have, a, I have a bit of a fetish. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> sliced just, pears I, really get me going. <laughs> I, I have more. If anybody needs anything in that realm, I my clients all live in that world. So I've got everything. But um <laughs> And it's funny, you see the same one being used on a lot of different products because it's just the nicest one on Shutterstock probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I know it's like, I, I hope that's a good enough answer. I think, you know, if you just take the time to make sure you're building yourself a pretty good directory. Um, I know some friends that even um, when they create stuff from scratch, let's say they're creating a ribbon banner in Illustrator and they make it, they texturize or do something cool with it. They they put one big AI file that has all of those on them, and then maybe they're doing swooshes for like underlining of hand lettering, and they'll save all those in one AI file. So that way, um, okay, you know, when you need that, you just search for sw- swooshes or whatever you call it, and that's right at the ready, and you can look and go, oh, I made one already. Boom. Let me just swap it out. I got something fresh. So um, that there's I I'm always impressed when I see people doing it based on their own needs. I think that might be the best way to like, you know, give some advice on that question. Yeah. So there's Mm -hmm. not like a really easy way to do this, Rachel. So I, I would, I think we would advise just grab a, a big box of wine, set aside five hours (laughs) one afternoon and just go through all of it and start having a renaming party. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I'm sure. I think, you know what? Going to look around. I bet there's some kind of, um, who knows? There's probably an app or two that can help us out with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you, I mean, unless it's using AI that's like kind of looking in and seeing what the images are, but I don't think that would even help with like all the little icon, like when yeah. you, you know how you download one of those icon packs where it's got a million of them in there and yes. Yeah. I feel like it's going to have to be a little manual, unfortunately, but I'm um, checking out, um, a few things right now. It looks like there's a few little software things that we find anything, maybe we'll link it to the um, Instagram post, but um, I'll be on the lookout. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for sending that question in Rachel and thanks for the audio question, especially. So go ahead and send the questions into questions at the deep end and we'll answer yours on an upcoming episode probably. So, uh, all right. With that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.